What's up, everybody? It's Kevin Blaine. Welcome to another episode of What the Frick, a comedic yet real look at entrepreneurship and, more importantly, the music industry and how to make it in both. And today, the topic is very near and dear to this young man. You know, it strikes very close to my nerdy heart, and it's technology, how tech makes it easier for people to create on the same level, on the same level as professionals, but it makes it harder for them to get noticed. And before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to Kira. She is a really, really close friend of mine, and she's always encouraged me from the very beginning since we met to, you know, put out whatever my product is going to be. And her name is actually an acronym, and her IG is in the link associated with this story. So if you want to know what that acronym stands for, hit her up. She'll be glad to tell you. So anyway, let's get to it. Technology has made it so easy for independents such as myself to create on a mass scale and not even create in an amateurish fashion. We can do the same things that the big budget studios can do with recording, with music production, even with this podcast. I'm literally recording this on my phone, smartphones, computers, um, inexpensive software and even inexpensive hardware have put me on the same playing field as Patchwork or Faithworks or Record Plant. I can do the same thing with a laptop, a mic and an interface that an artist can do with hundreds and or thousands of dollars worth of studio time, the best mics, the best equipment, the best outboard gear. We can both do the exact same thing. But... Because technology allows for anybody to do this, it also makes it harder to stand out because of the fact that everybody's doing it. Like the homie Scarlett told me, there's a rapper born every minute. There's an R&B singer born, a pop vocalist, a country artist born every minute of every day. It's not like back in the days when you had to convince somebody to believe in you enough for them to invest money, time, and resources into getting your art out to the world, whether it be through distribution, whether it be through paying for studio time, paying for musicians, paying for writers. Um, years ago, that was the process, and anybody who had the money, anybody who wrote the check was a gatekeeper, and you had to make sure that the gatekeepers were always happy with what you're doing. Otherwise, they close the gate. And there goes all your access. There goes all your distribution. There goes everything. These days, nobody can be blackballed. In the sense that you can literally spend, I'll say conservatively, 500 bucks. And get the all the equipment you need, all the software you need to put out hits. And to put out music. But the crazy thing is, once again... With everything being influenced by technology, from mixing and mastering to distribution, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. And a lot of times, these days, success isn't about how good you are, or how talented you are, or how you can make your voice sound like those opera singers on Looney Tunes that used to shatter glasses with their vocal ability. 
Nope. It's all about the numbers. It's all about how many followers you have, how many likes you get, how many plays did you get on this? What's your stream count? How many monthly listeners listeners do you have on Spotify? Everything is algorithm based. Algorithm being a computer program or a set of instructions that, you know, when executed, yield a result. Everything is driven by numbers now. Look at um, Bad Baby, for example. You know, Catch Me Outside, how about that? She is a bona fide rapper now. When a few years ago, she was on Dr. Phil, and the attention that she got from that landed her record deal in Atlantic. You know what I mean? So, step by step, let's do it like this. So, you wake up one day, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be the next little Nas X. We'll take him, for example. Download a beat from YouTube, recorded the song, you know what I mean? And boom, this dude is on the country charts as a rapper. He's on, like, he's a crossover success. Spent a couple hundred bucks on a YouTube beat. I don't know where he recorded it, but for sake of argument, let's just go ahead and say that he recorded it at his house with his homies. You know what I mean? Took about three hours out of his day to get it mixed using software. Audacity, that's a program that you can use to record your music for free. Like, literally, you can go and download Audacity for free. And boom, you've got recording software. That works with plugins. So you can get Waves plugins. You can get Fab Filter. You can get Sound Toys. You can get all the software necessary needed to make you sound like you were in the studio with Waka Flocka. Or you were in the studio with Little Yachty. You know what I mean? And you're literally doing it at home. And then boom. Make a hit. Boom. Everybody on earth literally is listening to it. That is not a far-fetched idea. That sort of thing happens all the time. But the hard part is, with all this tech making it easy for you to do the recording and everything, getting noticed and getting put on and... Feeling like you are bona fide. You are an actual star. That part is extremely hard because everybody can do it. Anybody can do it and anybody does do it. And rather than stand out with their artistry, they look at the formula of success of somebody who came before them and say, you know what? I'm just going to do what they did and then I'm going to get put on. I'm going to be, you know... I'm going to have the money. I'm going to have the boats with the women with their booty cheeks out, like flapping in the breeze as you, you know, sail in and out of these bays, you know, fish for shrimp and then take the shrimp off your boat, put the shrimp on your boat and go ahead, grill it immediately with your ace of spades, champagne and all your Ciroc and your, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, I'm going to be that next person because I just do what this person did. But it's kind of like walking single file in a line waiting for somebody to scoop some food in your bowl when you easily could just break from the line, do what they're not doing, and get noticed that way too. Because everybody, I'll say everybody, majority of rappers here these days all have auto-tune, they all use waves, they all, you know, everybody has Pro Tools, which used to be a cost-prohibitive piece of software to have. Not everybody's got it. So, saying that I recorded this on Pro Tools, no longer special, because anybody can get Pro Tools. You literally can go to Guitar Center, to Sam Ash, order on Sweetwater. You can take $200, maybe about $250, get 
Get yourself a mic, headphones, interface. Boom. That's what you need to record. A studio quality mic. That's what you need. Along with a laptop of some sorts. And you can go to Best Buy, Office Depot, Staples, and get a laptop that has USB slots on it. Connect your interface. Upload or download Pro Tools or download Audacity. And boom, you've got a studio literally in your bag. Not even in your bag like money or in your bag like, yo, I'm in my bag. Literally in your backpack. You open up your bag. You pull out the laptop. You set up your interface. Plug in your mic. Boom. You're ready to record. Like right now. If this was 10, 15 years ago and I wanted to do this, I'd have to go to a studio. I had to pay for recording time. I've got to pay for the engineer. i got to pay to get it mixed. i got to pay to get it mastered. And these days we use digital distribution. Streaming, um, MP3s, waves, that sort of thing. Back in the day, they used cassettes. CDs, um, and they recorded everything to two-inch tape. Literally, it was a like one of those um, big computer things you see in the old-school science fiction movies. The two-inch tape was about as big as a table. That's a tape machine. And they would literally record all the sessions onto tape. And if you messed up, you had to rewind the tape, cut two sections out of it, splice it together, and then start all over again. And that process was very expensive because tape is not cheap. The technicians that are skilled in cutting and splicing the tape are not cheap. Then after everything's done, you had to send it off to get mixed. And the mixing engineer would, you know, make it level, blah, blah, blah. Then you had to send it off to get mastered. Then you get it back. Then you can put it on to disc. Then you can put it on the wax or, you know, 12-inch record vinyl. And then you had to sell it that way. The process would have taken at least four or five months, and episodes of this podcast would be few and far between, but now I literally can download the Anchor app, because that's what I'm using to record this, go into a quiet room, I'm in the back office of Ultram Studios, best studio in LA, come holler at us, ultramstudios.com, haha, shameless plug, and record this. And then later, I'm going to add a musical segment to it, because I have all that software I told you about, and then... Upload it to the podcast. Boom. Got a full-blown presentation for anybody who chooses to listen to it. But I'm one of hundreds of thousands of podcasters. You know, they have facilities you can go to and record your podcast. They have, um, like, full-blown studios for people who do video podcasts. You know what I'm saying? So what's going to make me stand out above... Everybody else is doing this. See, that's a that's a challenge. But I would say consistency and you know organically growing your audience will help you stand out. Organically in the sense that I'm not going to pay for followers. I'm not going to pay for likes. I'm not going to pay to be put on um, certain playlists. Even though getting on playlists these days, everything is pay for play. You know what I mean? You really have to have a rollout type of campaign with a you know modest budget and everything to make you stand out or you can go by the best form of advertisement which is word of mouth like when i started this podcast i had i think seven people listening to it and now i'm almost at 30 and it's just three weeks later so obviously organically i'm doing something right but if i had the ear of one of the gatekeepers 10 15 years ago and they're like yo we like what he's doing Let's put some money behind this. Sure, the reach would be available, but 
it will cost more money and it will take more time. So this is how tech is able to ridiculously shorten the creation process, but complicate the being viewed process. Even with distribution. Distribution back in the day, it was through physical means. You had to pay to have CDs pressed. You had to pay for vinyl. You'd have to buy records at 300 pieces at a time for it to be worth the while of the vinyl manufacturer to even put your music or put your voice onto wax. Now, I can literally reach the whole planet by myself and say, hey, upload this to, it's going to upload to Spotify, boom. Anybody who listens to Spotify podcasts, they automatically, I'm like in the group of everybody else. Within a few hours of my completing this recording, straight from my phone. I mean, there and there are other tools that I could use to increase the reach, like DistroKid. $35 a year, you upload your music to DistroKid, and it touches all of the streaming platforms. All of them. TuneCore does the same thing. Um, so there are the means to get this stuff out ridiculously within your grasp. But... Um, Standing out in the crowd, a little bit tougher. It's all about who knows you. It's all about who you can reach out to. It's all about who you can um, connect with on any types of levels, whether it be, hey, put me on your podcast list. Hey, mention me in your blog. Hey, um, I want to start doing sponsor stuff where I can say, this broadcast is brought to you by Raw Lighters. Raw. Pure Pure, you know what, I can't read the rest of this. I kind of messed up my whole commercial. But you get the idea. You know, reaching out and getting sponsors, reaching out to people who want to advertise with you, not very difficult. You know what I mean? This will also roll into the next episode, which is nobody can blackball you in the sense nobody can stop you from releasing whatever it is you want to release. Now... People may not want to work with you. You may be put on the my attitude is terrible list or the oh my God, this person is hard to work on, work with list. But nobody can stop you from creating. Nobody can stop you from doing what you love to do. So thank you for taking about, you know, 15 minutes ish of your time to listen to some of the things that Kevin Blaine has to say. This is what the frick and I'm out.